Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh dear brothers and sisters and welcome to episode 8 of the Convo podcast. Uh, we've got a particularly topical uh, topic for you today. Um, we're talking about something that we've actually been wanting to talk about for a while but we thought we'd reserve this uh, particular discussion for this particular time. Um, and I know I'm building up to it, that's deliberate, um, but it's about what we're talking about today is Trump and the US elections. Now, this is obviously something that is continuously in the news, right? Not necessarily the elections, obviously, that more lately, but Trump throughout his uh, presidency so far has been an ever-present reality on broadcasts and everything else. And it's all coming to a head with this election um, that is going to occur on the 3rd of November. So we thought... If we're going to talk about Trump, then surely this is the time to do it. And so we've decided today to focus on the topic of Donald J. Trump. Don't ask me what the J stands for, but apparently it's there, right? We're going to talk about him. Uh, we're going to talk about his image, his perceptions, and whether they are actually accurate or whether there's something more. We're going to look at some of the major milestones, good and bad, or good in inverted commas, and bad throughout his presidency, and also some of the learnings that we can have uh, in this particular time. So we've got a lot to chat about, inshallah, um, and we're looking forward to diving straight into it right after our intro, which we will catch you after now. And we are back um, after that not so long break. Um, all right, so it's not like we could have gone anywhere, but hey. Uh, so what we're going to do to start off is we're going to pose a question. So everyone says that Trump is a bona fide class A idiot. Mm. Like that is the general perception regarding Trump. He is just a brain dead Fool, right? Somehow this fool has climbed up the political ladder and made its way, made his way right to the apex of the American political system, and in doing so, somehow accidentally, inadvertently, become the leader of the free world. Um, how that happened remains a mystery to many, but hey, here we are, and Donald Trump is president of the United States. So we want to talk about that. Mm. And so we want to pose it as a question. Um, is Donald Trump really, truly an idiot? What do you reckon? Well, I think um, if, you, if you go off um, sort of singular tweets, and I think that sort of, he has this very, it's not just his tweets, you know, like some of his tweets, I mean, we can't have an episode on Trump without mentioning some of his tweets. I think for me, one because of that's the, the only real news. Everything, else, only is fake everything news. else is fake, right? And then he's, you know, his whole sort of 
where he introduced um, the coronavirus as as China virus. <laughs> Um, or, or kung flu, or which kung I think flu. is the far more better, the far more amusing representation. Yeah, and I think um, some of the other obvious like favorites of all time. My one of my all time favorites is when he said, um, I haven't got the words exactly right, but he said um, something very close to the effect of it's snowing and uh, freezing during global warming. So I was trying to point out the <laughs> irony of global warming because obviously he rejects the science of global warming. So he says, oh, look, good. it's actually freezing and it's snowing it's snow there can't be any global warming yeah so so that it's just like i think i think the 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 sort of the heads of your um science you know your the on in the fields of science the absolute peaks the the scientist the you know the scientist that serves the administration for example yeah or the leading scientists of america i just wonder what their reaction would be like even if he's doing it as a joke like let's take that for argument's sake and saying you know he likes the fact that you know whether it's you know any publicity is good publicity type mm. thing so if he's being considered an idiot at least he's constantly in the news and people are constantly talking about even if it's from that point of view i feel like people in the area of science would be like when are we going to cleanse ourselves of this speaking of cleansing virus and history <laughs> His officials, there was a, a fantastic video where you remember how he was speaking about a while ago when he was talking about COVID. And he said that apparently there's some kind of bleach that has some effect. And he's like, I wonder if we can inject, inject that ourselves. somehow. And then, like, the poison's hotline had spike in calls and everything because people started trying to drink bleach and cure yeah. themselves of COVID. But when he said that, they actually had the camera on one of his top advisors, like one of the health officials. And you, her expression was just like, oh yeah, my no, God, no, what yeah. is he saying? Yeah, so, Look, so, I mean, it's a good question. We're going we're gonna to respond to it in the form of not a one-sentence answer, but more like a, a podcast worth of an, an answer. Yeah. So we'll go through it and we'll sort of have a look at that. Um, and some other issues as well, like um, any president, when it comes around to election time, you'll see even some of the biggest... Um, out media outlets like the Washington Post or the Financial Times, the Business Insider. If you look at all of those, um, you I was going to say in the research in the research leading up to this podcast, but I realize I, I make that point every time. Um, but if you look at these um, major sort of world media outlets, they all sort of had this, you know, Trump's quote unquote achievements or the mm. key iconic events of the Trump presidency, either from the time of his impeachment or from the time he was yeah, um, in office, right? Elected into, into office 2016 to 2020. Um, and so we sort of want to look at something similar, but we're looking at it from obviously it's the convo, um, not that the name suggests it, but it's um, we're looking at things from a little bit of obviously Islamic perspective. Um, we don't give up our Monday nights just to sit here and talk about things like just banter, right? But we want to sort of look at how do we sort of consider this from a Muslim point of view mm. or an Islamic point of view? What lessons can we learn from um, some of the events that have occurred? And what do they say about, not him, not so much him as an individual. In fact, if we want, if anything, we want to take the spotlight away from him yeah. and sort of focus it back on America and where, what What's happening means. behind the scenes? What, like happened, what's, yeah. what does it all politically yeah, mean? absolutely. So we'll see what, what, what the answer to that question is, I guess, as we progress through this podcast. But I think um, possibly a good way to, to get into just the impression of Trump mm. is to look at, you know, one of his recent video interviews, yeah. which was a train wreck of the highest order. Mm. Like, it was so absurdly majestic 
that you just couldn't take your eyes off it. It was phenomenal. Like, honestly, it was like, it was peak Trump. It's like all of what he had been doing and saying was building to this one climactic interview. Yeah. And it was just something to behold. Now, some of you guys might have um, come across it. It was uh, an interview on, I think it was HBO's Axiom Network uh, with an Australian journo, um, Jonathan Swan, I think yeah, his name Jonathan was. Jonathan Swan. Um, but can we, can we play that? And we're going to do one of these uh, YouTube-style react-to kind of approaches. So we're going to play it, watch it, and react to it as well, and just sort of commentate on it. We haven't it seen, honestly, I haven't seen the entire um, interview. I haven't. It's it's a long, like forty plus minutes. Yeah. So thing. neither of us have seen. There will be parts of this um, this video itself that we haven't like. Yeah. like I mean, there's nothing to quote unquote. We wanted vet. the unaltered, unedited yeah. version. So this is. Let's see. Let's see what there he has to say. There are those that say you can test too much. You do know that. Who says that? Oh, just read Who? the manuals, read the books. Manuals? Read the what books. Manuals? Read the books. <laughs> what books? What testing does? Who, no, 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 sorry. Just, wait a minute. Let me, let I, just, I love his expression. His expression is fantastic. Can we get the volume up on the original video? I've covered you for a long time. I've, I've gone to your rallies. I've talked to your people. They love you. They listen to you. They listen to every word you say. They hang on your every word. They don't listen to me or the media or Fauci. They think we're fake news. You are they want to get their advice from you. <laughs> and so when they He's hear you say everything's under control, don't worry about wearing masks, I mean, these are people, many of them are older people, well, what's Mr. President. What's your definition of control? Yeah, under the It's giving them a false sense right of security. Now, I think it's under control. I'll tell you what. How? A thousand Americans are dying a day. They are dying. That's true. And Can we just pause it? Is wait, wait, let, I, him, I think, let him finish that line. Yeah, that I know, I know. Well, it's okay. We can play it um, right. later on as well. But I think that became sort of the iconic yeah, takeaway from this interview. It is what it is. Yeah, with the whole hand yeah, gestures yeah, as whole, well. I don't know why he's always got this consistently outward moving yeah. hand gesture. Um, like he's trying to smooth over his lies. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, right? And at this point in time, he's not smoothing him out. He's oh kind of just like, he's God. there. He's, he's coming up with some magical concoction but of he, the lie before he smooths uh, it out. But this line here, it is what it is. Um, it, it's crazy. Like, I just, it's one of those. Yeah, like, what on earth? Yeah, moments. a president would say, you know, what is it now? I think it's like 7 million cases. Yeah, it's around right. 7 million. 7 million, million cases. I mean, this interview million million was a while ago, but still. 200,000 deaths. Yeah. But it is what it, like, it that is, is, is insane, like, to yeah. say something like and that. And I'll tell you why it's insane as well. Like, just for someone who might think, you know, well, it's kind of true. You can't, you can't stop the virus. But as far as, Someone is humanly capable, and the sky is apparently POTUS, right? President of the United yeah. States, leader of the free world. He is one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful man in the world, in charge of the, uh, obviously, health and whatever else, security of his country. But, uh, For him to say that yeah. is just gross. But you know, what, what I just, what is beyond me is that, like, you've had, it would have been less than 200,000 people at this stage who would have died. And the guy's pointing out, the, the journalist's pointing out, Hundred uh, a thousand people are dying a day. Hmm. Almost two hundred thousand people have died, and then the response from someone who's meant to be on the side of the people, a sympathetic figure, this and that is, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, yeah, we know it is what it is, but that's not how you would rhetorically yeah. respond. To but the it's question. not even we know it is what it is. Anyway, let's not dwell on yeah, this too much. Let's, let's move on. on to the rest of the interview. But it is. But that doesn't mean we aren't doing everything we can. When I took over, we didn't even have a test. Now, in all what, fairness, why would you have a test? There was no test. <laughs> virus How would Jeez, you have a test? I was say. Okay. Death is going up uh, now. Okay. No, it's no, a thousand no. a day. If you look at death, can I pause this for a sec? 
I almost feel like the journal feels sorry for him. Like you know how yeah. when you're speaking to a child, yeah. that you gotta like you gotta raise your your pitch a little, and you have to speak a yeah. little more calmly, and just like try and get them to understand the <laughs> point. I honestly feel like he's infantilizing him. Maybe it was like a deliberate decision on the part of the journal to belittle him, yeah. but I, like you really feel like he almost feels sorry for him. Like you're not getting it, bro. Yeah. Let's have a look. Daily death. Take a look at some of these charts. I'd love to. We're going to look. Let's look. And if you look at death, (laughs) yeah, start to go up again. Well, right here, the United States is lowest in. I love this one. Numerous categories. Uh, We're lower than the world. That's so true on so many levels. What is that? Europe. (laughs) In what? In what? In intellectual capacity. Right here. Here's case death. Oh, you're doing death as a proportion of cases. I'm talking about death as a proportion of population. Can we, can we pause That's just for a sec? Real- look how bewildered he <laughs> looks. Because, look, this is what, in my head, this is what's happened. Trump's like, okay, damn, I've got to find numbers. Yeah. And he's like fumbling through these chats. And he's like, look, we're lower than the world. Yeah, like, yeah. He just brings one out. Yeah. And then this guy actually knows how to read it. Yeah. So he gets it. He's, he's like, so confident. And he's, he's like, he's straight up like, uh-uh-uh. Oh, so you're doing death as a proportion of cases, not a proportion of population. I'm talking about... And Trump's like, what, 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 and, what just uh, happened? And the best part is Trump's answer to <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, let's go. Because you can't do that. No. Really bad. Well, well, Much worse than South Korea, Germany, etc. You can't, you can't do that. You have, <laughs> to, go, you have to go by, you have to go by where, look. Here and he just deflects. States, you have to go by the cases. The cases. Why not there. as a proportion when of population? When have somebody, what it says is when you have somebody that yeah. has, it, where there's a case, oh, okay. the people that live sure. from oh. those cases. It's surely a relevant statistic to say if the US Can pause has just for a sec? X population. I, I just want to point out the comically large nature of that chart he's holding. <laughs> it's like, bro, did you forget your reading glasses or something? Like, why is it so ridiculous? There was a really fantastic um, a meme about it or something. Where he said he just got the test page from his printer. And went with it. <laughs> How many? Um, what the toners yeah, like? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so just continue. Yeah. Let's head, and X say. percentage of death of that population no, versus you South have Korea. To go by the cases. Well, look at South Korea, yeah. for example. Fifty-one million population, three hundred deaths. It's like it's you, crazy. You don't know that. I do. It's you on the. Don't know don't, that. Do you think they're faking their statistics? Uh, South Korea, I, an I advanced won't get into country, because they have a very good relationship <laughs> yeah. with the country. But you don't know that. A Wait, thousand no. Americans are dying a day. But I understand. I understand. On cases, it's different. No, but you're not reporting it correctly, Jonathan. I think I am. But it's been widely reported that the U.S. has intelligence indicating that Russia paid bounties or offered to pay bounties to Taliban fighters to kill American right. soldiers. Mm-hmm. You had a phone call with Vladimir Putin on July 23rd. Did you bring up this issue? No, that was a phone call to discuss other things. And you've never discussed it with him? I have never discussed it with him. Reg- I would, I'd have no problem with it. But you don't but believe you know, the intelligence. It it's because you don't believe the intelligence, that's why. Uh, <laughs> it never reached my okay. desk. You know why? Because they didn't think it was intelligence. They didn't think it was real. It was they in your written brief, think, though. Apparently. They didn't think it was worthy of it. I wouldn't mind. If it reached my desk, I would have done something about it. It never reached oh, my man. desk because... Do you read your written brief? I do. <laughs> do I read you? a lot. Really? You know, I read a lot. They like to say I don't read. I read a lot. Uh, your re- your I, daily television I comprehend extraordinarily well. Oh, God. Uh, probably better than anybody that you've interviewed Just pause for a, a sec. I think, oh, it's I think actually cringe. It's so cringe because man. I think that's the classic Trump strategy, which is deflect, deflect, deflect. Yeah, yeah. Like just deny, deflect. Like, just amazing ability to deflect. Right, there was you know, where one, he says, sorry, just one sec. Yeah. So where he says, for example, 
um, did you read the brief, right? And he says, I'm going to pick out one word from that question. Read. Let's go with read and say, I read a lot. I read, <laughs> I read a lot. Despite what people say, extraordinarily I well. Yeah. So you just get the accent, get the hand, it's moving oh over the lies, right? God. And that seems to be sort of that stock standard deflection. Just quickly on the point of liars, um, I remember reading um, from one of his former staffers who said that one of the crazy attributes of Trump is that he has a pathological ability to believe his lies. Mm. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like he will lie, 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 and actually fully, entirely believe it, like with complete conviction. I don't know how the hell he can do that, but apparently that's what he does. And you can see it from this kind of stuff. Yeah. I did more for the black community than anybody with the possible exception of Abraham Lincoln. Whether you like it or not, people say, oh, that's You really, you you believe you did more than Lyndon Johnson who passed the Civil Rights Act? I think I did, yeah. How? Because I got criminal justice reform done. I got prison reform. Lyndon Johnson. I've done things. I've done, well... He passed the yes, Civil Rights yes. Act. How has it worked out? If you take a look at what Lyndon Johnson did. You think the Civil Rights Act was a mistake? How has it worked out? Because <laughs> frankly, it, it took a long time. But for African Americans, under my administration, Jonathan, under my administration, African Americans were doing better than they had ever done in the history of this country. Well, how do you think history will remember John Lewis? I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know John Lewis. Uh, he chose not to come to my... Uh, uh, inauguration uh, he chose yeah uh, I, he I didn't come to my party so I don't talk to him anymore I don't believe. do you find him impressive <laughs> uh, yeah oh goodness it's a great me. way to end that it's a great way oh, to end that God, I think um, I think a lot of people applauded uh, this journalist for putting yeah. the questions to him and you know very um, very very well orchestrated in terms of his facial expressions as a journalist yeah. just to show that bewilderment that pretty much everyone yeah. apart from his crazy white supremacist uh, supporters um, feel when he talks just complete bewilderment like mm. what are you saying like that graph makes no sense and why can't we do this and he's like I want to look at this by population and he goes you can't no, do you that can't. so you can't do that you why can't I do that because it's going to look America look bad <laughs> right? so we can't we can't actually do that uh, um, look is he really mm. like okay in that interview we saw someone who was like all over the place mm. and his tweets are sometimes utterly ridiculous and everything yeah. else how the hell did he become president of the united states then mm. look i think i think the point to be made there is that um you know that there's a there's a lesser point and a, there's a more significant point i think um whilst still worth making the lesser point is you know, I, I respect what you said earlier, um, or the opinion of the psychologist, whoever as you were quoting earlier as, you know, does he actually, um, he's got some pathological issues, he actually believes the lies, yeah. or whether he doesn't. I think that's a lesser issue, right? How, how does he manage to pull it off? But in terms of, you know, is he an idiot, or is he someone that's playing his cards well? Mm. I think it's the latter. I think that um, if and, and we've always known this. Do you remember when we were back at school, we watched this film called Wag the Dog? Yes, yes, Which yes. was about yeah, yeah. the theatre of the politics. Yeah. Absolutely amazing film. We watched it in... By think, Barry Levinson. I don't remember the name of the director, but I'll take your word on that. But year 10 or year 11, I think, yeah. um, with Mr. Pillay, we watched this... Um, play. That's it. Yeah, we watched this film called Wag the Dog, which is about how modern-day states, and it looked at America in particular, manages its propaganda machine, yeah. right? Well, um, it's not the dog wagging the tail... It's the tail wagging the dog, the yeah. dog being the face of American Absolutely. politics. And there was this, I remember there was this iconic scene, and if anyone's seen the film, you remember, if not, 
feel free to look it up. We don't have enough time to obviously show film clips now. But um, there was this amazing film where they were showing how propaganda is orchestrated. And they had this lady. They said, oh, she doesn't look, I don't know, she doesn't look Serbian enough. So let's get someone looking a little yeah. bit more Serbian so it looks authentic. And then they got her to hold a packet of chips. And she had to run on a set. Mm. Um, and then they obviously put in the background of a war zone. And she goes, it's a packet of chips. How am I supposed to hug it any tighter, right? So... But point I'm trying to make is that you know, way back when we did that in like 15 years ago or something, yeah, right? Long time ago. Um, we're old now, but um, speak for yourself. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but we did that a, a long time ago, and we're obviously the whole aspect of the drama of politics, where yeah. you say something and you're just gonna say what needs saying. Mm. Yeah, I think that theatricality of it was always there. It was always there, but Donald Trump is just the epitome of it. But let me look, theatricality in terms of like policy, in terms of approach, mm. in terms of warfare and all that, mm. I get that. But theatricality in the in the Oval Office, in mm. the office of the President yeah. of the United States, like that's where I feel like historically the theatricality has always been restrained. Because that office is meant to be one of dignified uh, presence yep. of uh, sort of restrained sense, not even restrained, but just utter sensibility. Yeah. Although um, there was there was a person before Obama who made yeah. a joke of that as well. Yeah. So Bush in a, came in yeah, and kind in of a very different put way. it down a little. But uh, look, my point it is seems that, like it was a little because then Trump came along and trumped it completely. But we had Bushisms <laughs> and we had videos yeah, like look, we have about Trump. That's um, true. But my point is that the office of the president of the United States has it's meant to have a particular dignified aura to it and and I feel like more so than Bush Trump has brought his own individual personality to the table more so than Mm. anyone else Mm. Uh, even even Bush like Bush it was almost inadvertent Trump it feels deliberate Um, and then in between you had Obama who played the refined politician right to a T right Harvard educated this and that whatever like lawyer very well spoken silver tongued all of it Mm. And, and so you had like Clinton, uh, you had George Bush Senior, Clinton, Bush Junior, who kind of muddied waters a bit, um, and then you had Obama trying to bring that dignity back to the office, and then you had Trump who let it off a cliff. Yep. Um, so I feel like he's not necessarily an idiot, no. but I think that some of his particular personality traits, mm. which come through as stupidity are being expressed and now yeah. it's got the title of the United States of America. And I think we we won't really know. Like there's always Congress, there's always people, um, his advisors who will advise him about how he should appear. And I feel like at some point, obviously we can't prove this, but at some point he's, we, it's his advisors that are saying, you know what, mm. just be yourself because because there's there's who's the beneficiary of that i think it's the administration i think it's the political establishment how because i think that if trump continues in his you know militant sort of his you know trigger happy unilateral sort of where he's got this trigger happy unilateralism you know where he's just pulling out of everything he goes the nafta is the most useless agreement in the history of agreements or he says that the um trans-pacific agreement is completely useless out of that or he picks up Paris Climate Accords or out of that as well Mm, which is massive which is meant to be these um, you know the big countries are meant to control their carbon emissions we've had these agreed upon targets and whatever else so so there's um, he has that sort of style where he's very trigger happy I'm out of this I'm out of that Mm. or he comes up on um, he comes up 
in front of press and just says crazy things. You wait, you wait, you shut yeah, up, yeah. you shut up, I'm going to talk, right? <laughs> um, and it flies in the face of that sort of f- the, 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 the leader of the free democratic world, yeah, yeah. right? You're meant to the freedom of the press. You're meant to give an opportunity to, be, mm. to hold you to account. But who benefits from his style? I feel like it's the administration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they can pass off it's just Trump. Yeah, it's just him. It's just his stupidity. Everyone comes along and says, ah, it's, oh, just, it's just Donald him. Trump saying dumb things again, you know? And it's not about the system. It's not about the policies. It's not about the Republican Party. Yeah. It's about Trump and, as and, an individual. And look at the, the, the symbolism and just look at the depth of it here where his deflection of one question actually represents the system's deflection mm. of criticism of itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Entirely, the system absolutely. that's deflecting it, not yeah, yeah. just Trump. Because Trump's deflection sort of then, the effect they have is for everyone to then double down on Trump mm. and say, what an idiot. Yeah. And everyone starts talking about Trump and, and Trump's isolationism and Trump's militant, you know, trigger-happy unilateralism. And, and no one's there talking about, well, what about America's foreign policy? Exactly. And then everything gets missed and everything's Absolutely. under the carpet. And then you've got the, uh, the, the recognized Israel deals and so forth, all that happening. And... Then it's like okay, again, it's it's focused on Trump. It's what he's doing, but it's it's systemic. Um, and I was going to mention something. Uh, I forget. Yes, there was also another one of his staffers who came out in a recent interview. I, I forget the name's Panla, and um, he was mentioning that he thought that when Trump comes to office, mm. the office will the position will moderate him, will get him to to rein in his personality. And he said that that just never happened. Yeah, like have that work out for you, occur, buddy. Right? Just yeah. Didn't happen, and so here we are discussing four years later. Is Trump really mm-hmm. an idiot? And and I think we've really got to have a measured approach. No, we and I think do. on that question as well. I think the other big thing that stands out for me is um, he's not an idiot. He's just appealing to his voter base. Hundred percent. You know, but, and and I, I say this. Sorry to interrupt you, mm. but I say this without um, attempting to disparage. Um, because it's an actual real issue. It, it, it points to proper systemic problems. But his voter base, mm. it, uh, particularly in the states where he's most popular, are actually known to be areas that have lower levels of education mm. than the rest of the country. Now, again, I'm not saying this to belittle Trump supporters and say, oh, Trump supporters are just dumb. But there's actually systemic reasons that point to that because you've got a whole sort of middle section mm. of America that has been left feeling disenfranchised, uh, not represented, and thrown to the wayside, mm. right? So they've, uh, they've gone through a financial crisis uh, under uh, Obama. They lost jobs. They've had, uh, they feel like they're not represented because there was such a focus on um, sort of black communities. and They feel like they've been marginalized in their own country. There's a huge section of American society. Yep. And then Trump comes in, and again, these are people who are not as educated as everyone else, and they're, they're generally poorer, they're possibly not employed or have greater rates of unemployment, rather. And so it's this lower working yep. class kind of attitude. And then he comes and says, we're going to make this country yeah. great again. And, and just have a, let's, let's just branch that out a little bit. When he says, make America great again, essentially what he says, because I haven't done any kind of like corpus data study of it, but... It kind of screams out at you. You don't need to do those kinds of studies with, with some of his tweets and the way he represents himself. You know, he has that approach when he says make America great again. It's just, it's about America and it's about unashamedly, it's being, it's being unashamedly patriotic. Yeah, yeah. Like unashamedly America first, right? Yeah. So if you look at 
anything like look at the paris climate accords we want to pull out because no one gets to tell us mm, what kind of carbon targets emission targets we should have yeah. we tell and and uh, when he's what's his name um i forget the name of his um pompeo i think yeah, it was yeah, that's it secretary of state yeah. mike, mike pompeo when he came out with that declaration on twitter for the first time where he says that we're going to pull out of it he's he pretty much cites the fact that look america knows what kind of emission it needs to meet we don't need to be told by some mm. agreement right same thing with nafta it says although then again they came around to have another agreement with mexico and canada but it comes out and says we know what's good for us in terms of our trade agreements mm. right and it's the same thing with the muslim ban and we'll play the video in a second about the muslim ban um, um but it's the same sort of thing yeah. he's appealing to the voter base i just remember the iconic cheer in the background when he came and he said um we're gonna stop you, no Muslim is going to enter this country yeah. until we figure out what's going on. Yeah. And everyone's cheering, right? He's appealing to that sort of yeah. voter base very, very intentionally. Yeah. And, and again, it's that particular base, the one that's terrified of terrorism. Yeah. Because that's what terror should terrify you. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're terrified of Muslims. They have this particular mentality. But before we possibly play that video, just I want to piggyback off uh, something that you mentioned regarding isolationism, mm. right? Um, uh, SubhanAllah, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, so this this America first mentality, as you said. And Trump came out early on in his presidency and he said, a lot of people don't like this word, that we're nationalists. But we're nationalists mm. because America comes... And so he kind of unashamedly took that title because mm. he was like, yeah, look, we're just going to be unashamedly selfish. Yeah. It's about us. It's about America. And so this whole approach of isolationism make it about america again really like it has an impact across the world stage because mm -hmm. initially you have an america that's meddling and trying to control everything on the world stage and now you've got an america that's saying no no no, we need to think about ourselves so now all of the like the policies and everything are very very narrowed because it's less about holding a reputation mm -hmm. of being the global leader more about even though it is still the global leader more about what serves us best mm -hmm. so it narrows the interests and then foreign policy local policy plays into that approach which is our interests yeah. and our interests alone and i think we just want to be careful about we don't want to take his word on it um when he comes around when he come, comes across and says um you know trump is an isolationist he is, but but you just got to be careful of how we qualify yeah, that. Like if we look at, like I said, that sort of trigger happy unilateralism, where he comes out and he pulls out yeah. of these, you know, the kinds of agreements that Trump had got that uh, Obama had gotten him into, yeah, yeah. Um, and and it remains to be seen with the Paris Climate Accords because they've declared their interest to leave, but obviously mm. it depends on whether he's going to win this election or not. So that remains to be seen. But um, just just on that point of um, isolationism. I think any any real assessment of say foreign policy for example because obviously a big part of isolationism is well are you going to stay out of other countries yeah, yeah. um is that he hasn't and they haven't america hasn't like it's it's you've got syria right where it's continued to sort of uh, his his he, he yes he's removed some troops mm. and there's massive claims that we're removing troops but he's increased the bombing or of libya yeah. or of afghanistan where the single biggest bomb was dropped in august 2017 or of Yemen, where he's mm. continuing to uh, support um, um, through the Houthis and the Saudis. Yep, yep. And um, same thing, claims of fighting terrorism mm. in, in Niger. So it's the same sort of, I don't know if that, but, you don't want to take that isolationism okay, on face value. I don't think that isolationism means 100% out of everywhere mm. else. I think it's probably just a, a shift, a greater shift of focus. So 
more attention inward and still some attention yeah. outward. So perhaps it's just a redrawing of the balance, yeah. like how much of the scale is that way and how yeah, much is this way. But I think way. I still think it's worth looking at there's almost been none of that when it comes to the foreign policy aspect of it. There's almost been like very little of it. I think it's again it's the theatricality of it. Like how much do they yeah, choose? Perhaps, yeah. Like do we think in the last 4 years America has suddenly woken up and said we don't want to control what happens in these foreign nations no obviously not but at the same time other countries have been far more brazen in challenging mm. america in these global arenas and they would only really do that if they smelt blood right mm. the post cold war america was unchallengeable mm. you could not challenge the post war uh, cold war america nor could you challenge the war on terror America, yep, true. right? Post-September. You could not challenge. They said, we're going, oh, mm. we're doing this. Mm-mm-mm. Everyone fall in line, right? Bush is famous. Uh, you're either with us or against us. That kind of mantra. Yeah. And the world had to fall in line. But now it's a different ball game, right? There yeah. are, look, look, look I I'm, know, not, I'm not suggesting that America's not the preeminent power. I'm suggesting that <clears throat> the very fact that other nations can now contest in a notable way yeah the american Look, there, there are standards there are countries when it comes something. to anyway we'll move on because we yeah. don't want to focus just on foreign policy but uh, but the point i was making was that trump is against this idea of building an international community because i think it allows at the expense of america mm. entry of foreign powers like the european union yeah. and other european to nations say, to have yeah. a greater say and so, you know, he believes in the development of a system. Sorry, he doesn't believe in the, in the development of a system that diminishes mm. U.S. power. Yeah. So I think if anything, if he's pulled out of anything or if it seems like isolationism, it's just him sort of trying to, you know, I mean, we're not going to disagree with this, but he's just trying to secure U.S. interests yeah, yeah. and maximize his sort of. In, in, and, and from that point of view, I think on the foreign policy question, um, the approach hasn't changed. Mm. Like America's approach of trying to dominate affairs and lead globally and maintain that preeminence, that itself hasn't changed. But yeah, maybe some mm. of the styles around it um, um, have changed where he wants to just focus on anything that will well and truly make it a US yeah. sort of first approach. Well, let's consider... Um, let's maybe look at that, that yeah, ban. We uh, left yeah, that sorry, in between. The, the, the Muslim ban. What did he have to say about that? Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States until our country's representatives can figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah, so, so that voter base there that is obviously laughing and cheering and um, that's the kind of voter base that he's appealing mm. to, right? Um, uh, uh, you got to commend him for referring him to himself in the third person. He says, <laughs> Donald J. Trump, yes, right? Um, hereby declares. Um, but he's trying to aim for some of that grandeur in his statement, mm, indeed, right? Indeed. The way he talks where he says, you know, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And he's, he, he knows. He knows when you can see in his facial expressions in that video, he knows how his voter base is going to take it. It's 100%. not going to be an awkward silence like, wait, uh, yeah, yeah. politicians can't oh, say that. The ma- he's a master of rallies. And that's, yeah. why, that's why COVID has been a big issue in his election campaign as well, because especially him contracting COVID, yeah. because of those large-scale rallies that he really, like he... He thrives off mm. that kind Absolutely. of thing, and he—that's he, being stripped away from him, yeah. um, and that appears to be an issue for him as well. But maybe we can just quickly look at maybe some of the key sort of um, 
key things that have defined his presidency. Yeah. So we spoke about the years. Muslim ban, yeah. right? There's that issue. Obviously, I think the other thing to note about that is that um, it's funny the way Biden comes out now and he vows to sort of repeal mm, this. Yeah, pa- yeah, not yeah. just not just repeal the ban, but he says that I will have Muslims in my administration, and you gotta give it to him. <laughs> for like, come on, man! Like, if Trump didn't have this Muslim ban, as if you'd come out yeah. and say, now, so they'll appeal to the very thing that you know. He'll he'll get that sort of silent majority from the from the American public who sort of feel that okay no we're not happy with this guy because he's coming out too brutal all guns blazing so we're going to go the opposite we're going to go the opposite direction yeah. so I mean there's a little bit about we shed light on the Muslim ban but what else was there uh, I think his impeachment was pretty important maybe not look his impeachment is, and his acquittal yeah so, so it, it kind of fizzled out it right did fizzle it was out, big yeah. news right fake news big news not fake news it was real news. Um, He's being impeached, right? President of the United States. I think he was only the third yeah. ever um, to be impeached. For orchestrating a kind of foreign interference yeah, from yeah. Ukraine, an investigation into Joe Biden. Yeah, all that. Trying to influence a things. A few other issues, yeah. Um, he was acquitted, but I think it, it just spoke to the the level of dissatisfaction yeah. around him and his presidency. And But then, once he's acquitted, he wears that as a huge feather in his cap to yeah. say, yeah, I'm clean. Right, you can't. It doesn't stick on me. Nothing you throw at me sticks, yep, right? Yep. And so you could just sort of slide out away from that entire issue. But it was a pretty big deal when it occurred. Yeah. A very big deal, in fact, because I think a lot of people didn't fully understand what impeachment meant. It was just that it's going to be looked at. Yep. It's not that oh, he's being impeached. It sounds like he's being yeah. removed. I think the other thing people felt. I remember my father commenting to this effect quite a few times during the whole trial uh, investigation. Well, it was a trial as well, I guess. Yeah. It was in court. Um, was that there's no chance in the world that this guy is that's not it's not it's dramas and, yeah, and you know yeah, with yeah. the postponement of the sentence mm. um it looked like okay there's no way this is going down in the way that it's being made out to go yeah, down yeah. and i think as and you said before you referred to it as the theatricality of it and i think yeah. a lot of it was that yeah. and it's, it's a massive win for trump massive yeah. win then there was the whole black lives matter oh which that was huge you can't I mean, we've dedicated a previous episode to it, but um, with Black Lives Matter, I think the the big standout thing for me there was the fact that after having sort of silenced a sea of protesters, he stood in front of the church holding up the Bible. Yeah, if you remember that my iconic goodness image, me, yeah, that, that was crazy. Um, Tear gas the pro- pro- yes. protesters and make his way for a photo op. But you know what? You know what gets it like on this. When your society is so very apparently and deeply fractured, yep. like it's broken, and his language is one that almost effectively doesn't admit that, mm. one, or possibly incites it. Mm. And that's what's astounding about it. But again, is that Trump being Trump? Because that's what we're taught to think. That's what we've come to think, oh, it's just Trump being Trump. Or is it the establishment? Is it the system hiding behind Trump and the way he goes about these issues and in doing so furthering their own agenda? Furthering an agenda that seeks to marginalize, that seeks to empower a particular class, a section of America, the mm. sort of the white Christian background of America, that yeah. spine of America. Yeah. And they seek to preserve it, right? These Republican conservatives have a very long and well-known history of seeking to keep that going and, and to maintain themselves in those positions. I think the other thing is um, sorry, was there a question in that? No, no, that was just me being it was emphatic. Just, it was just a statement, okay. <laughs> uh, um, I don't want to 
uh, sort of smooth over in your questions and just pretend to ignore it. Yeah, Trump style. Um, Deflect any questions and just get on (laughs) with my point. Yeah, I read a lot. I read a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine in response to one of your questions, I just say, Bro, please, one of these days. We'll try it. No, not one of these days. We'll do it. When one of the questions we ask to each other by the end of this podcast, we've got to do a Trump Pick a random word and just deflect. I can't do the accent. It's it's just, I can't do it, man. The accent? I got a lot of accents. Oh, God, no, please. All right, all right, let's do it. Um, (laughs) Now, what I was saying was, I think another takeaway point for me in some of the stuff that you were mentioning was um, with Trump, right? You know, when he comes out and he with the black lives matter he yep. comes out with sort of Im- he he walks with impunity and he holds up a bible yeah, yeah. right that iconic image i think the damage that he does right because yeah there's there's he's appealing to a a, a significant voter base there but of course he's doing damage as well yeah, yeah. i mean even in the in some of the polls it looks like he's oh, not, he took not, a massive hammering took a massive massive hammering even in some of those sort of traditionally trump strongholds yep, in america yep, yep. right and I think be- and that's because of this sort of universal principle that always comes to mind when it comes to politics and America in particular, which is that you can come up and you can do things and you can say things and you can you know adopt a certain persona um, in the case of Trump, but you are subject you you are just as much subject to sort of those realities as much as you are sort of architects of those changing mm. realities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, That's true. you, you gotta, construct these new changing realities, but then, you but then you're it. part of that world theater yeah, and yeah. you've got to cop it, yeah, right? You've got to take what comes. Right. So I think that's the case with Trump mm. here as well. He yeah. has created a persona. He has appealed to a particular voter base. Um, and he has tried to he's orchestrate some deeply. He's antagonized well. some deeply. He's, he's tried to orchestrate and manipulate a particular and exploit a particular reality, right? Of adopting a persona that is just brutally, you know, just my way or the highway, mm. right? Just wacko. Um, but then you've got to realize that, that, he, that they are subject to those changing yeah. realities as well. And one of the, I think, effects of that is the fact that, and, and so many articles talk about this, so many political commentators talk about how he's lost he has caused america to lose a lot of that intellectual leadership oh, yeah man massively big you know time, that's that sort of you know alleged sublimity that the american president the, that mm. what you were talking about like you have a dignified role yeah. in the it's a laughing stock it's a global laughing stock yeah and and so the world will look at it not just as trump's an idiot yeah. but what the hell has america become 100%, right because it's not just trump it's trump in light of Black Lives Matter. It's Trump mm. and his Im- impeachment. And I know it fizzled out, but it's, th- it's there it's as well. There. He it's was the there. only president to potentially have, to have an impeachment trial um, you know, subjected against him. Um, even crazy, crazy things like the Muslim ban. Yeah, he's appealing to his voter base, but... And look, we haven't even touched on things like we're going to build a wall. Yeah, yeah. Right? I don't we we haven't think, even gone down the migration road. I don't even think that's worth road. talking about. One, because we don't have time, but two, yeah. because... Because that was his election promise in 2016, and guess what? It's his election promise yeah. in 2020 but as well. My point is that we're picking these his sort of his fruits. highlights, yeah. so to so to speak, right? Yeah. The big things, but the whole ground underneath that is littered with other issues that as we well. could have picked on as well. Yeah. yeah. But um, another quick thing, look, just on the black light, I know where we we should try to wrap up shortly, but mm. on the Black Lives Matter thing, one thing I want to point out is that he rolled out the military onto American streets against protesters mm. that was huge mm. like i reckon had things gone sour there if there had been some blood that was shed um and you know obviously that didn't occur um and 
I mean, apart from George apart Floyd from, and yeah, I'm some talking of those about other within instances. the instances of the military who came right, onto yeah. the streets, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It didn't spark into full scale sort of almost civil, civil war, war kind yeah. of things, but that that was a huge. It's like step. the closest it got. Yeah, like that's like that's Middle Eastern dictator style yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. man. Um, and, it, and that's not the kind of thing that's orchestrated. Like, mm. let's send the military out yeah. and orchestrate this. And I have a theatre of this. No, no that's too that's high the, That's your country getting out of control. Yeah. I think there's that. But then, of course, COVID-19. So much to say. We'll maybe so wrap up. But maybe very quickly. Yeah. I think, I think he, he could very well be remembered for the COVID thing. He could, he, because I think he, he came out. He said, it encapsulated he said so the well. virus would just come and go. Yeah. And in his words, it's, it's just going to disappear. It's just going to disappear. And then he got it. Yeah, and then he got <laughs> it. And now he's using COVID to say, guess what? I was right all along because guess what? I'm still alive. Yeah. Right? Yeah, apparently he's immune. He's immune yeah. to it. Congratulations, buddy. And he, again, he downplayed it the yeah, whole time. He downplayed it. every time he's brought to task on downplaying, he said, no, no, we've been talking about Corona. Like he yeah. denies yeah, entirely. Yeah. So he downplayed it when it happened because he said the virus is going to come and go. And then people yeah. interviewed him and said, so you said the virus was going to come and go. It did the coming part. It's, it's not going. doesn't seem like it's doing the going part. He downplayed it in that interview we showed with Jonathan, yeah, and with Jonathan Snow. Um, and then he's downplayed it when he got it as well. He said, look, I told you. I was right all along. It's just I'm immune to it. You'll be immune to it. No one's got to worry about anything. Yeah. And, of course, it is what it is with the, yeah, the yeah. um 200,000 deaths. 200,000 deaths. I think it was, yeah, about 7 million uh, cases. Yeah. And then it doesn't show any signs of living up. And the thing is, it's his rhetoric. It's his rhetoric. As as the, the journal Jonathan mm. Snow was pointing out, it's his rhetoric. Yep. Like the... Complete disregard. Now, we're not going to get into COVID spiracies territory at the moment, but the sort of the blatant disregard, the sort of the pushing for people to not take on health advice and mm. just sort of effectively ignore it entirely. Yep. Um, and, and there's got to be a responsibility for that. Like you can't just say things and then people act in particular ways yep. and then just not take blame for yep. it. Absolutely. Which is exactly what he likes to do. If, um, in, in seeking to try and wrap up, if I was to put to you maybe one final question and just say, what have, um, what have we as Muslims learnt from, from Trump's, this Trump era, 2016 to 2020? Um, what would you say are maybe some big points? Look, the thing is, with, with Trump, the one thing that, not, I wouldn't say positive, right? But one notable thing about him is that because of the way he is, he doesn't mince his words. Mm. If you're his em enemy, you know you're his enemy, right? So he came out, and one of his big things earlier on was, what was it, um, Islamic radical terror? What was it? It was um, radical Islamic... Fundamentalism. Terrorism or fundamentalism? Anyway, one of them. whatever it was, right? It was a controversial term because they had the word Islamic in there, and he just went straight out and said it, mm. right? And he did the Muslim ban and everything else. Mm. So at the very least, it was clear yeah. that Muslims... We're not with you. Mm. You're different, right? That was very clear. Um, someone like Obama being silver-tongued is going to Al-Azhar University and speaking to Mashayikh and uh, having community relations with Muslims and crafting the integration agenda with that and having the anti-terror policies and then bombing Muslim countries and all that kind of thing as well, mm -hmm. right? So at least Trump is the enemy you can see in front of you plainly. Now, I'm not saying that he's better or worse or anything else, but at least it's apparent. Mm. Um, even with his whole meddling in the Middle East and Israel, right? this whole push to have Israel be recognized more formally um, is uh, something that Muslims are certainly impacted by, and we feel it, right? The fact that all these countries with jokes as their leaders, right? these Middle Eastern countries and so forth, 
are now falling in line and mm. Israel is attaining more and more prominence mm. in the world stage and the Palestinian cause is being further and further diminished. Yeah. Um, so look, uh, here's someone who's, I think, just continued as it's gone. To yeah. be honest, he's continued. I think, uh, don't, has he really intensified things? Has he really made things significantly worse? I think he brought things a little more out into the open. But did you? Re- I don't know. I'll turn the question back on you. Did I you think, make things worse? I think. I think to domestically, some of the stuff with the Black Lives Matter, it was its worst in its in mm. its recent history. Um, like I said, with foreign policy, I think it was just a continuation of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has, I think, created a more dangerous world, though. He has, and that's why that I, I can sympathise with some voices that say that you know because of the fact that he's appealing to this crazy unashamedly patriotic, yeah. unashamedly white supremacist, yeah. racist voter base, um, they've had the chance to just comfortably come out and you know create a more dangerous world, yeah. especially and that's, in America. That's worrying. Um, but not just in America, in, in the countries that have Across sort of... Yeah, like in some European countries, um, in India as yeah, well, yeah. where the ra- hatred against Muslims is rife. Um, they've it's sort of part come of that out... whole nationalist Yeah, they've pattern. sort of come out and, and a lot more sort of... A, they feel a lot more comfortable. They feel a lot more supported yeah, because 100%. you've got a superpower here that, that supports this. But um, yeah, I think the other point is that there's a big irony of America as this apparent free leader of the free and democratic world. Trump showed you know, us what a farce that was. Yeah. It takes All it takes is one president yeah, yeah. to come. And the, yeah. way, the way he dealt with reporters, the way he shut them down, the way he, of his own impeachment, Right, the way he stood people down, like yeah. in there was a massive number, I think in the hundreds of important officials that he just stood down, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So you can come across as, as democratic as you like, but mm. um, um Yeah, I think that guy is, has been well and truly pulled away from yeah. from America. So um um there's a lot to learn of course and we discussed a lot of it in this episode. We hope you enjoyed the episode, we hope you uh benefited from it uh, to our viewers. Um and of course, to our listeners as well. On we've got. Uh, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> there would have been plenty more that we could say, um, but we'll, we'll probably just. Yeah, we want to wrap it up. Wrap we don't want to bore you too much. Um, and uh, <laughs> just inshallah, the appropriate amount. Just the appropriate <laughs> amount of boredom. Uh, inshallah, in two weeks' time, we will be back with another episode of the Convo, episode inshallah. number nine. Um, we're in our formative stages. We're moving towards double digits. Double almost. digits. Wow, yeah. that's that's a milestone. So keep us in your du'as as well. Uh, you can catch us on Facebook Live, and we have, of course, our social media platforms on Instagram. Yep. Uh, and uh, of course, like and subscribe and all that. Please, jazz. yep, do all of that. Uh, share the word if you liked, uh, found interest in, or benefited at all from today's podcast. Um, and if you have any suggestions of what we should talk about in upcoming episodes, or if you'd like to join us in the studio, uh, please get in touch with us. Inshallah, we will catch you on the following episode in a couple of weeks' time. From myself and my good friend here, Mr. Hamza Qureshi. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum.